Game day is returned for the Arizona Coyotes. They have the last game of their long East Coast road trip. They are now over in Pennsylvania, where they are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to talk about that game, break it down, see what we think is going to happen on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That is Carl Pavlik. On this Tuesday, it is January 25th. Arizona Coyotes face the Pittsburgh Penguins today. Final game of the road trip. Excited that 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 part is finally done. Before we get any further, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. But... Here we go, Carl, on this game on, for this game. Um, long road trip, finally done. That probably feels nice. Yeah, um, especially like the Coyotes have played a lot at home this month. You get a four-game road trip. You know, not necessarily the longest, but still significant amount of time away from your families. Uh, I think it'll be nice to for it to be over. It'll be even nicer if the Coyotes are able to get a win and finish at five hundred. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the funny thing because. Because I think a lot of, like, we were going into the road trip and be like, oh, no, they're going to freaking not do well this uh, this road trip at all. And then they start off, I mean, obviously they lost back-to-back against the against the New York teams. Yeah. But then, but a uh, solid win over New Jersey. And you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, that was a quite that, that was quite the shocker. I had a, I had some fun um, teasing Trey on social media about it. Yeah, I mean Trey definitely. Uh, I I appreciate the optimism. Uh, looking at like kind of how that game went in the standings, I think he was maybe a little bit too optimistic. But then again, like I thought the the Islanders game would be pretty much the same because those teams, New Jersey and New York uh, for the Islanders, they're relatively equal footing, but no, the, the, the Islanders were able to just come out and destroy the Coyotes and just outwork them from start to finish. And then the Rangers had the, you know, painful comeback scoring six unanswered goals uh, in the second half. So, you know, started off on like a surprising high. And then I think it just kind of dropped pretty low in terms of morale for the team. Yeah, um, and that's how – I mean, that's the story of the Coyotes, right? Yeah. You know, you kind of get fooled by something, but then it's like, oh, no, that's right. This is the Coyotes team we're used to. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hockey, so what's going to always happen is there's going to be some games that your team probably shouldn't win that they do. There's going to be some games that they probably should win that they lose. Um, The Coyotes don't have a lot of games where they should win. Like, looking at their competition, they're pretty much always out – outmatched um but it did feel like the islanders game was like one of those few where i'm like if not win they should be able to compete and they just weren't no they're not and it goes back to the whole you know second period collapses right yeah we're talking we're talking um this is you know one of the things we've been talking about all season long and um just the coyotes have not, I think so far, have not strung together 
a full 60-minute game. And obviously, it's a it's a big ask for you know, a lot of teams to, do, to put together a 60-minute game. But when you have a whole period in which you just completely disappear, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, hockey's a 60 minute game. If you take a third of it off, it's it's not going to be a good time for you. Uh I should also point out that special teams were also a major contributing factor to the uh to the loss against the Rangers, which again has been a problem for the Coyotes. They gave up a, a shorthanded goal and that really started the uh the Rangers comeback. Uh Chris Kreider getting that. Uh and then and and Tari Panarin was able to get the the power play goal that gave them the lead. So, like, special teams are important. The Coyotes are not a team that's overly skilled. So that is going to make that area of their game, like, very weak. And unfortunately, they are up against a team that, you know, not necessarily the best power play, but the best penalty kill in the NHL tonight in the Pittsburgh Penguins, which... Is unfortunate that the Coyotes are going to do that. Uh, thankfully, the Penguins did give up a, a power play goal against the Jets in their last game, but but still, it's going to be another tough matchup. And I don't have much faith that the Coyotes are going to do well against the second team in the Metro Division when they were handily beaten by the first team. Exactly. Let me also give you guys a little bit of uh, um, backhanded optimism in a way. <laughs> Um, cautious optimism, maybe. What? Cautious optimism? No, you you'll know what I mean when I say this. <laughs> okay. Uh, the two lost because w- when the when the Coyotes won those two games in a row over over Montreal and um and New Jersey, it almost seemed like they were going to pull it pull it ahead of uh, Montreal in some way. Now that right at this time the recording, they're only a point difference. Hmm. Um. And let me see what it is. 23 points and 24 points, respectively. The Coyotes have 24 points, one point ahead of Montreal. So those two, the two losses to the New York team, just like, okay, so no ground was gained there. And we're just like, all right, we'll stay put. Sure. Um, and again, we're talking, we're, we're, we're thinking long-term here and long-term we want lottery. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Uh, I will say something I was pointing out on Twitter is it is still a long season. The Coyotes have 42 more games left to play. Um, so a win tonight, a loss tonight, it doesn't make the biggest difference in the grand scheme of things. I get that Montreal collapsing was unexpected, but I think everyone expected there to be teams that were also bad, also in the running for the for the lottery win. Ottawa. So Ottawa... Um, I don't know if people thought Philadelphia would be what they were, but they are, uh, you know, the Kraken, uh, no one really expected that except for people who like paid attention to the draft and were like, what are they doing? Before what? of a draft, yeah, we thought it's like, oh, the Kraken are going to be like, they're because of the Pacific division, they're probably going to finish second in the Pacific. No, they're no. <laughs> So like, there are these teams that are like suddenly like chomping at the bit to, uh, to finish first uh, in the lottery, but we are in such a, a very specific moment and so much more hockey is going to happen that, a, that doesn't really matter each individual game at this point. So I always go in the mindset that the coyotes 
need to give it their all. They need to hopefully show signs of improvement. Uh, this is where we're seeing like the benefits uh, of Bears system. This is where we're seeing like which players can you know possibly be with the team next year. I don't think anyone really expected Travis Boyd to be in the consideration for this team moving forward. But I think his play with Clayton Keller is kind of like eh, maybe earns him another year. Um, so you get those good things from wins. You don't get those from losses. Uh, so I'm just happy to just you know let things go as they as they go. Also, I should point out the Flyers are on a 12 game losing streak. Uh, I just saw that. And that's very funny to me. Uh, how many of that's credited to Martin Jones? Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. They do have a uh, overtime points in two of their last 10. So gotta love NHL losing streaks. You're never really sure what counts as a losing streak or a winning streak. Yep. Pretty much, pretty much. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're going to go ahead and take that preview into tonight's game, Arizona Coyotes and Pittsburgh Penguins, that game over at the uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, so, And you'll be able to watch that at uh, 5, 5. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. So we're going to talk about that preview in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. The new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. So back here on Locked On, Coyotes, once again, Robin Leano and Carl Pavlik. We are previewing Arizona Coyotes and Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, once again, that game in Pittsburgh. This is going to be an interesting game, Carl. You mentioned a couple of things about Pittsburgh um, and the kind of team that they are. It's not going to be an easy game. No. no. Um, I think everyone always expects Pittsburgh to be an offensive powerhouse because they have a lot of highly skilled players. Sidney Crosby, Malkin, uh, the surprising resurgence of Jeff Carter, who somehow has 12 <laughs> goals. Uh, I don't know how that's a thing, but it is. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that either because eh, Jeff Carter, longtime king. Uh, I remember seeing him being acquired to win the cup and then uh, just kind of hung around, thought he was over, just having a resurgence in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, also this is a team that's very solid defensively and they have a great goalie in um, – Tristan, is it Yari? Jari? Jari. Jari. Uh, It starts with a J, but from BC. So it's just like, oh, maybe it's pronounced uh, like a J um, as opposed to the soft J. Uh, But uh, 2.09 goals against average, 9.28 save percentage. Maybe what, his second career or second season as a starter for the Penguins. Just a, a very impressive goaltender. I do always wonder how Pittsburgh keeps getting these really good goaltenders. 
I know. They just keep getting lucky with that, right? Um, yeah. It's just like, I mean, Matt Murray was a, was a flash in the pan, but. But he won a cup, so that's fine. Yeah, but with the assistance of Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh... Marc-Andre Fleury was his, was, was, was his failsafe, and he was sure in that, in that case. So yes. Yes. you don't give all the benefit to because in the first full season under Matt Murray, like what happened. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Um, uh, let me do, because yes, you are correct. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury definitely deserves a part of that. But I think if you were able to get a flash in the pan that also wins you a cup, that is worth anything. Uh, and I think technically one of two cups. Yeah. <laughs> if we're yeah. going to be real here, so I will give him that credit. He did help them win two cups. Both, both, and both of those goalies did. They yeah. were a great tandem. Um, yeah. But, I mean, now they're just they, – they got another one. And, and it's not even necessarily a tandem thing, although we will be missing uh, a chance to see former Coyote Louis Domingue, who was injured. Um if if they start Yari or Jari, uh, I I don't know how much the Coyotes are necessarily going to be able to do against him. I don't know either. I it's going to be, uh, I mean it's going to be a tough one. I'm looking at trying to see some of the other stats on here and see what what's going to be. Pensburg, the uh, SB Nation site lists. Uh, of course, yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be Jaria starting, which is going to be no surprise. Yeah. Projected. Yeah, I do. Like, every single year, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I'm just like, what are you doing? It, it always seems to be like something kind of under under the radar. Um, uh, not necessarily, but they're, they're a very interesting team, and I can see why they are like in the hunt for the top of the Metro. I, I do think it's very frustrating that the Coyotes go, went from facing the number one team to the number two team. Now here's a question. Team. Now here's a question for you though. What goaltender do you start for Arizona? Uh, Vimelka. I think uh, Carol Vimelka has earned a spot as the starter for now. I, I think that that is always something that's going to be reevaluated in the season because they're both untested goaltenders. Uh, he was pulled against the Rangers, so you want to give him that confidence boost by being like, hey, we're going to put you right back in there. Don't even worry about that last one. And I don't think he should. Uh, I think that collapse was more on the team in front of him. Absolutely. A couple other things I want to address on this, and there are some former Penguins on the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. You don't always think about former like opponents on the on the Coyotes team, unless we're playing Chicago when like half the team was made up of former Blackhawks. <laughs> but come on, we can't we can't we you know cannot forget that Phil Kessel was a Pittsburgh Penguin. It was part of the uh, part of the Pittsburgh Penguins team that won the Stanley Cup. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, another big part of that cup run. Uh, let's hope Kessel has a really good game against his former team. Um, how was he against Munch or against Toronto? I don't remember him getting the goal for that one. I don't remember much of that one. Yeah, but I mean, golden opportunity for him to have a big night. And who knows? Maybe. Uh, Maybe he proves that, like, eh, maybe at Kessel for another run. Who knows? And there is one more player. It was a 
very, very, very short-lived. Alex Galchenyuk? Uh, Alex Galchenyuk. And, yeah, so we have, uh, again, it was short, so it was short-lived for, uh, for this player, but Alex Galchenyuk also played for the Pittsburgh Penguins at one point, and that was in part of the trade that brought Phil Kessel over to the Arizona <laughs> Coyotes. And now the Coyotes have both. Um, I, I did check. Uh, P.O. Joseph is not going to be playing with the Penguins. Looks like he's with the uh, Scranton team. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to see him. Uh, definitely a, a very interesting prospect for the Coyotes uh, defensively that I, I was kind of sad to see them move away from. Uh, I was happy at the time to get Castle, but given the situation the team's in now, I probably would have taken Joseph. Yeah, because like, I, and I think that was that even get, went before the, that topic of uh, um, you know, before the trade happened. We're talking about. Um, I think I was talking about it on maybe maybe it was on 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 our old podcast um, about Pierre Oliver Joseph and the kind of uh, potential of, of of a prospect he could have been, and where yeah. he he was highly touted. He was. He had a lot of offensive upside. Uh, the knock against him was like he couldn't put on weight. Um, looking at what what people generally associate with the Coyotes in that time period. I cannot imagine there was a lot of desire by either then GM uh, Cheka or then coach Rick Tockett to have another smaller, or not necessarily smaller, but scrawnier, less meaty player. The Coyotes definitely went a different way since then with a with a more physically tough, and I, I don't think P.O. Joseph necessarily fit that mold. But, I mean, with an opportunity to get a player like Castle and – what became like a year where the team also acquired Taylor Hall. I could see the understanding of a team going all in. Yeah. And it makes sense, especially because Phil Kessel was Phil Kessel, right? You know, they brought him in for a reason. Um, And that was, I think the 2019, yeah, so those two, the 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 COVID the pre COVID year, ah, yeah. right before COVID happened, um, and that year, I think I think I was talking about it on my radio show when I was a student at the University of Arizona, and I was like, look, it makes sense for the Arizona Coyotes to do that because they were a bubble team the previous year. They kind of you know looked like they were almost ready to make it, and you know I think and I'm like and I think Phil Kessel will help them make the push and make a you know, and make a uh, a playoff push, and obviously they did a lot more that year to make that push. You yeah. know, including including the acquisition of Taylor Hall, um, and they ended up they did end up making the playoffs off of a um, playing series and a COVID bubble. Yeah, I, I was I was about to use a different term, like just like a just a basic term for it, but yes. Um, it was uh it was not a typical entry. The Coyotes definitely did not warrant that kind of optimism in retrospect. Yeah. Um and I think that's um that's why they of course they that's why we're in the rebuild now. It's because like a lot of a lot a lot of the quote bubble part of the coyotes was all smoke and mirrors. It's like, yeah. oh, they look like they could, but 
can they piece, but it, is it a piece together kind of thing? No, it's not. Yeah, it, it was definitely uh, if players continue to develop in certain ways, this will be a compliment. And those players either didn't develop in those ways or they didn't do it on the time scale required. Because, like, Clayton Keller, I think, was expected to be a much more important player for the team. And I think he has become that player now. I think he is the significant piece of the Coyotes' offense. I think he's playing well despite being on a bad team. But it didn't work on the time frame of having Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel. Um, and uh, that's a tough miscalculation to make. I, I do always wonder, like, if the team had stuck around as is for another season, if we hadn't have had like a major sell-off this, this past off season, what would the team be doing now? And I do kind of think they'd be in a playoff bubble search. I, I think like they, they could have maybe made something happen if they still had players like Dvorak and Kemper and Hill. Um, but that's just ownership uh, decide differently and uh, management decide differently. And, it's not my money on the line, so I'm going to let them make that decision. <laughs> exactly. Anyways, though, we still got more to get to on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to get some um, predictions, including betting lines, coming up in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back here on Lockdown Coyotes as we discuss the Arizona Coyotes, Pittsburgh Penguins, Tonight at 5 p.m. local, um, 5 p.m. Arizona time, 7 p.m. over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, quite the game we got going on, and it is time, Carl, for my favorite segment of every pregame show, and that is the Bet Online picks of the game. What do we got so, today? So here are our lines. So the Pittsburgh Penguins point and a half favorites at minus 176. Money line for the Arizona Coyotes is plus. 375 minus 445 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Total points is six even. Six even. That's. So we have seen the Penguins score six goals on their own twice this month. They did against the Flyers, they did against the Ottawa Senators. They have. They scored eight against the Sharks. Um, We have also seen them score five against the Vegas Golden Knights and five against the Columbus Blue Jackets, two, let's say, mid-range teams. Um, And we've seen a couple of, like, high-offense Coyotes games. I honestly think that this one you should bet the over. I'm trying to think about that one, though, because, like, and, and again, how much of that for... Um, what? Who's the? Is it Matt Murray, the goaltender in in Ottawa, or is it someone else now? Yes, it is Matt Murray yes. in Ottawa. So, because we're talking, so, okay. So the, the teams you mentioned: um, Philadelphia, Martin Jones, Ottawa, Matt Murray, and I think probably that game for, against San Jose was Aiden Hill, which I, again, nothing against the dude, but you know, young. Yeah. Um So, and. I- Obviously, Karel Vemelka is also young, and he's gonna—he's still. Remember, we talked about you know coming from you know a low-level Czech league, but he has proven himself to be able to do some really pretty awesome stuff in games in which the Coyotes shouldn't be in it. 
really sure. theoretically, but he does he does something absolutely phenomenal. And again, this is all you know, assuming Kareve Mocha is the goaltender in tonight. Um, Real quick, uh, one quick correction before you uh, before you make your point. Uh, looks like Anton Forsberg and Philip Gustafsson were the goaltenders for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, they split because, of course, they did. They gave up six goals. Um, but, yeah, it was not Matt Murray. I do not want to sully his name by associating no, him with okay, us four loss. Okay, okay, fair uh, enough. Um, that's yeah. a good thing to put out there. Yeah, but uh, please, uh, so you you don't you think the Coyotes can maybe do a little bit better, better effort against some of the other teams in the bottom? Yes, because of better goaltending. Hmm. Um. And I think for that reason, it will go under, um, but not by much. It will be a five five goal total, um, like four one game. Mm. So I was gonna say five goal total. We're not on the same page for this one, uh, but we are. Uh, I'm just a little bit higher. I was gonna go five three. Uh, Pittsburgh. So I, I think this is going to be another situation where we see a couple of early goals from the Coyotes, um, but Pittsburgh just take over control of the game, um, which is actually what they did against the Winnipeg Jets on Sunday. They gave up two goals and then they came back and won in the shootout. So I, I don't trust the Coyotes to not be kind of, you know, start strong and then just collapse in the second period. Like we talked about, I, I feel like that's going to be the coyotes, but I feel like they they have enough history of strong enough starts that the penguins are going to need to have a big comeback. And I think they're going to be able to get it. It'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Um, and again, yeah. I'm putting, I'm putting my faith in the goaltending um, at least a little bit, not as much as um, mm-hmm. I, I as the games have been in past, you know, where, you know, you have a 47 goal, 47 save night, but. Well, let me ask you a question uh, because four one's a very interesting score. Um, empty net goals or no? Um, yes. There's going to be one empty net goal. Okay. So uh, let's say it's Carol Vimelka, uh, which Again, I think we both agree is, is the is the logical start, but that may change. He gives up three goals um, and then an empty netter, so we're not going to blame him. Uh, I, I'd say that's that's a good look for for Vimelka. If he can give up three goals against a team that's on a five game win streak, a, a Pittsburgh Penguins team, no less, then then that yeah, I would say that that would be a good game for him. This also seems like one of those games where we talk about how, you know, all, all the takeaways, all the bad takeaways for the Oilers and the Coyotes in which they win in New Jersey. I was, you know, was, <laughs> obviously this is a whole, these are two completely different teams because New Jersey is nowhere near as good as as uh, as Pittsburgh is. But like we're just like no, Coyotes yeah. don't got this, and um, but they did, and in a surprising way too because they won that game four to one. Um, and, and I mean, like, let, let's let's give credit to the Coyotes. They beat the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. Another one of the top teams in the East. Um, if they had not given up that shorthanded goal against the Rangers and started the second period collapse, they probably could have 
maybe hold held on a little bit better. Um, so yeah, the the coyotes can definitely do some stuff. Um, they just can't find a way to do it consistently. And that is the biggest nail in their own coffin every freaking time. Can't yep. be consistent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyways, though, um, so I say it's a four-one game. You say it's a five-three game. So we're on quite different pages here. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, we do tend to be kind of close. Uh, I think we're we're a little bit closer on the Penguins' offense. Uh, I just think the Coyotes are going to have a little bit better of a of a of an answer. Um, Fair but, enough. Yeah. I just. Um, you know, again, and, and based off what we were saying earlier, Christian Jari is also really good. So, absolutely, absolutely, that is the problem. The Coyotes are going up against what is probably going to be a hot goaltender. So that's going to be fun. Absolutely. So those are our predictions. Take it as you will. Um, choose to bet if you decide to. If you just, um, if you are a person that likes to gamble and but gamble responsibly, if you decide to do so, uh, make wise picks. Um, you don't have to listen to us, um, but you can if you want to. It's just, you know, that's all your decision. But anyways, that is it for us on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. Hope you guys like what you heard. If you did, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you get to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Facebook.com slash Lockdown Coyotes. On uh, Instagram at Lockdown Coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. All those places you can interact with us there. Also, personally, I am at Robin underscore Leonio, Carl Pavlik at Carl Pavlik FFH. As is the question you might have, we can answer right back or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.